This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. Welcome. Welcome, my children of the night, to Bosom Bloodies. <laughs> Welcome to round two of Movie Fight, Teen Witch versus Gremlins 2, The New Batch. If you haven't listened to round one, download that episode now. Ready, fight! All right, so... Let's switch gears, shall we? Yeah. Get another film to talk about. Oh gosh, <laughs> I was uh, I was so adamant that you watch this movie and appreciate <laughs> it, and it has been like over a decade since I watched it. <laughs> I am I am grateful that you uh, did. I am glad that I've had the experience. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I I pride myself in someone who's fairly pop culture aware. I had zero awareness of this film. Like that's, none. That's pretty cool whatsoever. to go in cold. Yeah, and I mean I am the age of these kids, right? So like the actors, I'm the same age as these actors. Yeah, so it's I would have been. Movie you should yeah. have seen as opposed to me. Although I think it became popular because it was running on cable when I was watching TV. Yeah, and yeah. you were like out having a life. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that. You want to take a guess? What did I say Gremlin's uh, domestic take was? Uh, I didn't say today. 41 million. 41 million. All right. Do you want to guess what... Teen Witch's original domestic uh, take was. Teen Witch is the film we're talking about, by the way. Was it $27,843? Did you already look that up? <laughs> yes, and I cannot. I should have known you would have done more research than me. <laughs> <laughs> I just cannot believe how low it was. Yeah. Now, again, you did not say $27 million, did you? You said... No, 27000 27,000. And you know the budget. Yeah, it was like, uh, what was it, like 30 million? No, 2.5 million. Oh, okay. Oh, I was way. <laughs> like $100 million. No, it was 2.5 million budget, and they only got $27,000 back. Like, that is a bust. Yeah, their opening weekend, uh, $38,000, uh, $3,800 opening weekend. $3,800. Oh, my gosh. Like, I, you can make more driving Uber on a, a good weekend. I know on like in. a concert weekend or something. Oh my gosh, I know. That like stunned me when I saw it. I didn't realize how much of a cult classic it, it actually is. It definitely has grown. I didn't realize they um there's they show midnight screenings of it. They have sing-alongs that a lot of theaters uh still to this day are doing. So it is much beloved. And I've talked to some other people who said, Oh yeah, yeah, it's the best movie of all time. That's the greatest film ever yeah. made. <laughs> uh, so i wouldn't go that far but it, yeah <laughs> it, it definitely definitely was um was a weird one so uh yeah so the movie we're talking about is teen witch it was released in 
1989, mm -hmm. as we said. And um, the premise is there's a uh, young girl who finds out uh, she's kind of a nerd in school, right? She's not popular at all. She has a crush on the um, the good looking quarterback. Uh -huh. Of course, his name is Brad. Like, right. At which point did Brad become the name of the asshole in films? And not <laughs> I don't know. The guy that you love. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, she finds out that she is a witch and she is given an amulet that gives her witch powers, which she uses to become the popular kid in school. Yep. And make Brad fall in love with her and uh, take care of her uh, shitty little brother <laughs> yep. until she learns that uh, the power was in her all along. And she doesn't need her. magic. She, she doesn't, doesn't need, need it. She doesn't need it. But she, I mean, it didn't hurt. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh so i i watched it at uh i told glennis earlier that i watched it at like 12 30 at night <laughs> <laughs> the witching hour yeah and it was bananas loco it was so bizarre <laughs> it was like someone made a parody of 80s movies but did it in the 80s it had every trope of the, the bad 80s movies. It had uh, like cheap synth music. Check. Um, a, a nerd who gets the girl or the, becomes popular. Gender swap, but check. Right. Um, uh, like a loose sci-fi element. Check. Yep. <laughs> An annoying little brother. Check. Got it. <laughs> um, everything builds to prom. Prom is like the most important thing in the world. Right. Check. Got right. it. <laughs> Uh, white rappers, check, got it. Oh Covered. God! Uh, the quirky sidekick best friend, check, got it, got it all. It was like, uh, yeah, it was, it was like somebody made a parody of bad '80s movies. It was like somebody it was like, um, hey, uh, these John Landis films are really, really catching <laughs> some traction. Can we get John Landis? No, 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 he's not, he's not gonna do this. Uh, can, can we get Molly Ringwald? No, 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 no. Well, just get us like a redhead. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's Blake Lively's older sister. High school. It's supposed to be the time of your life. But for Louise Miller, high school was a living hell. From her first secret love. I could just die. To her first blind date. My life is a walking, talking tragedy. But just when nothing more could possibly go wrong. It's you. You're one of us. Me? A witch? Something wonderful went right. Now she's possessed with special powers. I want to be the most popular girl. You have the power to make anything you want happen. Can I make him love me? Everybody dreams, but Louise's dreams all come true. Astroth, Barbas, Tetragrammaton, Dios, Ishnos, Athetos. What? It's uh, a new U2 song. Teen Witch. Winning is a magical feeling. I wrote down some quotes from the movie. This is, uh, it just don't, um, <laughs> don't make these at all. This is one of the DJ. The DJ at the high school dance says, um, grab your wallets because here comes a slow song. What does that, what does that um... mean? Why? Did you do that? Uh, David, the nerdy guy that turns into a, like, to be a real, real asshole, like a predator level asshole, uh -huh. uh, says, I can drive through the fog like a hog with a heart on. That's not, what? none of that is, none of that is a, an actual thing. <laughs> <laughs> and the. <laughs> 
I'm still I'm stuck on the wallet thing. Is it because you'd be like reaching in pants? I, like yeah, girls would be reaching into your pants to take your supposed, wallet? You're supposed to grab somebody else's wallet? Maybe that's what that means. Maybe. Go back and listen to it. And he says it like it's the coolest thing you could say. Like, hey, this is what all the DJs say. <laughs> I wouldn't be a real DJ if I didn't say this. <laughs> so here are the super bizarre things in the film they start with a dead blame 80s music video right where it's just her walking across the roof and like to this music the music this whole thing is just a I mean, whole nother level makes the movie <laughs> that's amazing towards the beginning there's a the cheerleader dance where mm-hmm. they do a dance to the song i like boys <laughs> which um i looked up the lyrics and it's just i like boys i like boys This is also like such a clear case of like men writing for women. They're like, yeah, this is what girls think. <laughs> uh, it was written by Robin Menken and Vernon Zimmerman. So yeah, we assuming that's a, a male Robin, not a lady Robin. Let's assume, uh, as opposed to Robin Lively, who we'll get to in a minute, who was the, mm-hmm. the main character. Did you know? I didn't rewatch it, but I looked at the wiki and I didn't realize that it was supposed to be a like a female teen. Wolf, and then yeah. they were like, "Let's give it its own spin." Which, thank God, <laughs> that was the original pitch. You know, Teen Wolf was Michael J. Fox. He's not that popular. Finds out his family's a werewolf and becomes super popular. Rides on top of a van and throws a beer can in his front of his dad. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, definitely an abuse of power. Uh, so it's like a power fantasy, right. and then learns, you know, learns the lesson that he need the the real wolf was inside of him all along, right? So same thing, same thing. I think it sticks pretty uh, closely to that. Oh, man. Oh, I wrote, here's another quotation I wrote down. Um, I wish he saw me as more than just brains, you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, oh, I wish, man, I wish he loved me for my body. Just... <laughs> I wish he would just like objectify me. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and that line comes just before they top that song, which we'll again we'll get to. But oh. uh, then, uh, speaking of the white rapper uh, or the friend, uh, Polly says, "Look how funky he is." <laughs> again, I just, I just, I don't know if I can even believe anybody ever said those words in that order. <laughs> In like a real way, in a real context. And uh, the real magic is believing in yourself. That was an actual line from the movie as well. Yes. <laughs> a little heavy handed there. And by little, I mean. Just in case any of you missed this. <laughs> in case any of you are still humming along to stop that in your heads. <laughs> uh, great. Can I talk about the cast for a little bit? Because I was excited about uh, some of the cast. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Robin Lively mm-hmm. played Louise Miller, and she is Blake Lively's half sister. Yeah, I did. I did know that she's like she's, you know, that movie. You know, you talked about you were doing the summary, and it's like, oh, she's nerdy, but she's like movie nerd because she's like she and Blake Lively are cut from the same <laughs> cloth. It's like eighty percent legs, gorgeous <laughs> hair, like perfect skin. Um, so yeah, as soon as I found that out a while ago i was like i can see it yeah she's there's no way she wasn't the most popular kid in her uh school she's gorgeous yeah she was also on x-files oh no way yeah she was on an episode of x-files it's a little horror 
connection. And in the uh, TV film recently, Light as a Feather, which is a horror film. Yeah, I feel I feel like this was definitely the, her defining career. It what? was. She also played, uh, I'm not going to call it a lead. This was definitely uh, her lead moment, but she was also in Karate Kid 3. And if you really want to see more of Robin Lively, check out Cobra Kai Season 5, <laughs> because she reprises her role from Karate Kid 3 as the love interest in Cobra Kai. That's so funny because I I have watched one through four. I have a friend I went to high school with writes for that show. So yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. Season five, I'm waiting for Sam to get back and we're going to, I'm excited. I'm excited to see her. <laughs> That's cool because they, you know, they, that show again, this is the Cobra Kai podcast, but they do such a good job <laughs> of like going back into that one movie. It's a two hour movie. And they're yep. just like, we're pulling Mining everything it. we can. Yeah. We're getting all yep. the, sucking all the marrow out of it. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, clearly they did that for a season. It was just great. And then they were like, all right, we're going to have to go into the sequels, guys, because we've, we've really stripped this thing down. <laughs> we've exhausted it. We made a stew out of the bones. <laughs> and so like the guy from uh, Karate Kid 2 comes back and, and, mm-hmm. like, and the drum and like, nobody remembers that. <laughs> Stick with it. Uh, and it, they're gonna at some point they're gonna have to have Hillary Swank come in, or uh, <laughs> yeah, they're gonna have to spend their entire budget yeah. on getting Hillary back. Balance is key. Balance good. Karate good. Everything good. Balance bad. Better fuck up your home. Understand? Cool. Also in the cast, Zelda Rubenstein as Madame Serena Alcott. Yeah, um, I love her. She's like a great character actress. Yeah, I was very excited when I saw her. She's uh, great. She, obviously, she's known most from Poltergeist, where mm-hmm. uh, that was her first movie role is Poltergeist, where she played uh, a medium in that one as well. Tangina Barons, I believe was her name. I have uh, <laughs> a Poltergeist quote that I use quite Let's often. Let's hear it. Yeah. <clears throat> Let me get in my best uh, Tangina okay, Barons. Yeah. <clears throat> this house is clean. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible i do it better but i um i would periodically pull that out with my kids again when they would you know clean the room mm-hmm. or something i would come in and i would just look around and go this house is clean <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna have to remember that here's some other horror movie uh connections she was in a movie called little witches which is kind of a ripoff of the craft they came in around the same time oh. I've never seen that one. And slasher film Wishcraft, mm. as well as a um, mockumentary about horror films. It's like a horror mockumentary, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. She was in that. Okay. As well as uh, an episode of Tales from the Crypt. But she, yeah, she's great. She, uh, She's funny. She's a, a little person, a smaller person, but just her delivery is just so unique. I liked her. I know. She's, she's pretty great. <laughs> Dan Gaithier is Brad Powell, the hunky Brad. Dan. Brad. Uh, and I'm assuming Brad is the reason that you and others, other girls really like this. Like, No. Is, no, he's not. He's I not the barely remember, remember Brad. That's the thing is like, I th- well, I will not speak for all women. <laughs> I can't speak for all women. Um, <laughs> but I like, I don't remember Brad. Like I remember her and like the fact that it's like her story and like a story centered around a girl and. Brad's kind of oh, like, okay. was not my, not my bag. <laughs> 
Um, okay. And so there's a whole scene where he takes her to an abandoned house to make out with her. <laughs> do you do you remember that scene? It is vaguely the creepiest <laughs> fucking house. <laughs> And but she treats it like he's taking her like to a special plate, like, oh, you know, this is this is my family's vineyard I'm taking you to. We're, we're gonna go. And she's so excited to go in with him. And then it it is, I think, heavily implied that they have sex in that abandoned house. But yeah, I mean, as the father of a daughter, uh, nightmare, Brad is the nightmare. Yes. Uh, so I don't well, I don't care for Brad. Yeah, we because I didn't rewatch it, but after I had told Sam that like I, this, I was watching Remlins too, and you were watching Teen Witch. I played him some of the musical numbers, and like <laughs> one of the musical numbers when she's like popular, she's just like walking down an abandoned alley, and all of these guys are like following her in a car. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like this is this scene and this setup is like 30 seconds away from turning into like a Dateline story. Like. <laughs> it's kind of like the house where you're like again like a man wrote this it's like yeah yeah he takes her to like an abandoned house and it's so romantic and it's like oh yeah she's walking down the street and all these guys are talking to her and like won't leave her alone and it's like no you're describing like harassment and assault (laughs) (laughs) like that's not that's funny romance Yeah, as a parent, it's interesting watching movies as a parent now. Uh, so uh, Lisa Fuller played Randa. Uh, oh, the two- friend? No, no. Uh, Randa was the popular girl. The, oh, the mean, yes. She was the mean girl, the, the pretty blonde that was dating Brad. Oh, that's the other thing. Brad never broke up with Randa. He <laughs> was totally cheating on his girlfriend with uh, Robin. So, all right. Whatever, Brad. Yeah, Brad's the worst. <laughs> But two interesting things. Lisa Fuller was also in Monster Squad, which I mentioned uh, a couple of mm-hmm. years earlier. And she and Brad are married in real life and have been for 30 years. Oh, my God. I love that. They run an acting school together. They I don't know if they met on set, but they dated during the filming and got married like a year after. Oh, my so, God. I kind of love that. So Robin got Brad, but Lisa got Dan. Um, <laughs> I was also excited to see Dick Sargent as the father. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, obviously Dick Sargent was the second Darren on Bewitched. So it's a nice little witch tie-in. Uh, I know. Yeah. Nice little like winky wink casting. Here's your bosom bloodies trivia for today. Dick Sargent was the second Darren. He actually was offered the role of Darren and turned it down. Dick York uh, took it and then Dick Sargent got it after. Um, And just personally, Dick York was my favorite Darren. I don't know how others feel about it, but he was the superior Darren. Yeah, I think so too. Um, So his... Uh, Dick Sargent is not his real name, his given name. That's his stage name. His real name was Richard Stanford Cox. So his Dick name Cox? is Dick Cox. Oh my <laughs> God. Why would you? <laughs> I guess it was a more innocent time, but like, surely, I mean, that was in the vernacular at the time, like slang. I, I don't <sighs> know if it was or not, but that's, that's a, I would get a stage name too. Dick Cox. He would later do a lot in the late 80s and early 90s before he he died way too soon for gay rights. So he was uh, actually a great guy all the way around. Amanda Inger played Polly, the best friend. Um, Yeah. And this was interesting. The the character's name was... Polly Goldenberg Cohen. Like, why do you have a hyphenated? Like, why? That's way too complicated for a character name. Oh my god. Polly gosh. Goldenberg Cohen. 
And I was watching her and the whole time I'm thinking, I know her. I don't know where I know her from, but she was just like super familiar. Like, oh, she must have been in every 80s movie. That's where I know Mm -hmm. her. But she wasn't. She did very little, but she did play in Cheers as the girlfriend of Carla, Carla's uh, son, who he eventually married and that they were in the spinoff of the Tortellis. But she was in Cheers uh, back in the 80s. That's where I knew her from. Okay. Your brain was like, I know. (laughs) I know, the whole time I'm watching her and I'm like, yeah, I can see her. She does. She does look like she could be Carla's daughter. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, she married into the Tortelli family. She's the, oh. she married Carla's son. Uh, it, it was a recurring role. And like I said, she was in the spinoff as well. Cool. The little brother. This is again, super 80s tropes. The best friend who gets left once the girl becomes popular. Right. That's an 80s trope. The little shithead brother that gets turned into a dog. Yeah, uh, it's played as uh, Joshua Miller, played by Richie Miller, hmm. who also comes from a very famous showbiz family. His um, uh, his dad is Jason Miller, who was father um, father Karras in The Exorcist. Oh, yeah, so many tie-ins, so many like that. Horror. I mean, but that's a serious pedigree, right? The yeah. main preacher in uh, Exorcist. Uh, Joshua's first role was Halloween Three. Uh, he had a small part in that. So do you okay. remember, are you familiar with the Halloween franchise? You know, Halloween three, which is Halloween three. Halloween is like a big deal in my family. Like the first, yeah, the first one, H2O, like I've seen all of yeah, them, yeah. but remind me of which one three is about. So uh, Halloween three is the one that does not star Michael Myers in the least. Oh, it's one that doesn't have them. <laughs> yeah. So Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. So the original vision for uh, Halloween was they would have a different movie, all that happened around Halloween. Halloween, The, the, the holiday of Halloween was the event that would tie... Right, the that's the connection, together. not the characters. Not Michael Myers. Okay. Um, but so the first Halloween, huge hit. And so they Classic. did it again for Halloween 2. Uh, and then the third one, they um, you know followed their original plan. And it was this convoluted plot about, I don't know if you remember it, but uh, they this, this company was selling these masks and the masks would take over these children and release these alien, these long dormant ancient aliens. Oh my God. It was a convoluted it's terrible <laughs> um it was such a flop they were like we're bringing michael myers back so yeah. you have that to thank for the fact that michael myers was in all the subsequent uh, films. that's so that's <laughs> wild they're like just kidding we will never deviate from the formula again <laughs> uh good oh i'm not done with uh joshua miller his uh brother is jason patrick who was in the lost boys another horror oh, tie-in oh gosh i gotta and watch that one what else was jason patrick in? he was in speed two and Ton of others. He was like a leading man, right, for a while. Okay. Um, and Joshua Miller wrote and produced a movie called The Final Girls in 2015, a kind of horror comedy. So uh, I haven't seen okay. that, but I, it's on my list to check out. <laughs> He's such a little shit, too. He's just like the worst. I know. He was always eating. <laughs> yeah, but like his thing is he's always hungry and annoying. <laughs> just like your just like your brother is, obviously. Right. Nobody wants to date you because you're a dog. A dog! A dog! So are we gonna talk about pop that? I feel like we have to. So <laughs> the what the white rappers showed up early in the film and I thought, oh my gosh, these are the worst white rappers. This is <laughs> I, even in the 80s, like you would have to go, oh, this is appropriation. This is what this is. It is like the ultimate appropriation. I mean, I think that's <laughs> the flaw with both of our films is like, I was like, is there like, like Gremlins too, not to jump back, but I was like, we are in New York City, one of the most like diverse <laughs> cities in the world. I was like, I have not seen 
a not white person like during this whole movie that's a great point horrible but yeah teen witch similar similar <laughs> vibe <laughs> Uh, speaking of horror connection, uh, one of the white rappers uh, is played by Noah Blake, who is the son of, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, Noah Blake, son of Robert Blake, Beretta and famous murder guy. <laughs> Real life horror. Real yeah, life. I I was, again, I had no awareness of this, but obviously that scene, the rap battle is one of the more famous. It's cut, cut a life of its own. And you can yeah. find, I, I did a quick search and you can find people on YouTube that have done shot for shot remakes of that. Yes. <laughs> um, but but in the film, Polly is nervous. She doesn't want to talk to the guy, even though he's uh, cute. And he's just, he's just so hip and funky. I'm so embarrassed. Look at how funky he is. He's also so like clearly 34 years old. <laughs> <laughs> like so, i know back then the teen casting was different but it's like he's not a teenager in any <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination <laughs> yeah for sure but then uh, robin gives uh polly yeah. the ability to rap as fresh as he does and so they have a little rap battle where she really kind of negs him i think like she's just you know, I wish you would stop that. Don't top that. Whatever. whatever. Um, no, it's not whatever. Let's actually pull up the lyrics to uh, to top that. Oh, God. <laughs> so she says to him, now, this is the guy she likes, right? She's like, I, I yes. think he could be, I think we could, he could be my boyfriend. Supersonic, idiotic, disconnected, not respected. Who would ever really want to go and top that? Such a waste of pretty face, but hanging in your nowhere space. I wish you would take a look and really stop that. Oh, actually, that that is kind of fire. Yeah. Let me do that one more time. <laughs> he also says, uh, I'm looking at them too. He says, you can dream until you're blue, but you can never top that. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> there's a reason there's a reason why people have latched on to this uh this song <laughs> all right if i could pull up the karaoke version will you do a, a rendition of top that oh my gosh no way <laughs> <laughs> okay I, <laughs> I would need to have a drink first yes it is um it is something special. I don't. I don't know that I can even think of something that would compare to that. Like to say this it was kind of like this. It was really just an out of nowhere. Oh yeah. Speaking of appropriation, like that's not her voice. That is clearly the voice of an African American woman <laughs> that's doing oh, the rap. God. I hope they were at least credited. Right. The other big thing was Shayna, the rock star that she goes to see for some reason right. to get the jacket, and the jacket will make her the most popular kid in school. Very materialistic, like, very material. Yeah. Yes. Well, but she already has the power to change her brother into a dog. Why does she need the jacket to? <laughs> because it's never enough, Kale. Teenage girls, they just always want something else. Yeah, yeah. But the whole time I'm watching, it, I'm like, who is this Shana? Like, was this an '80s star that I was not aware of? But I don't know why they couldn't get an actual '80s star. They she like this made up um, rock Maybe, star. Was she supposed to be like a Tiffany? Maybe. Yeah, Cindy Valentine is who played her, but oh. super bizarre. All right. All right. I also have timestamps uh, okay. for this film. It was, if you can watch this and not tell that it was an 80s film, I will be surprised. It was so 80s. Um, but specifically, there's a reference to, uh, uh, oh, hold on, uh, your voice sounds like Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> oh, nice. 
toxic burn. <laughs> and then at some point she says, uh, it's uh, a new U2 song. Oh. So, all right. <laughs> wow. Who are you? Princess Di? <gasps> oh. <laughs> and then at one point they do say uh, that audience is going to totally thrash. Like, oh, the term thrash. I don't know that I've heard that. What does that mean? Like, I mean, years. I guess in context clues, I could figure that out, but. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So the lasting impact of this, I think, is undeniable as you said they play it uh, every year and theaters still play midnight showings and sing-alongs and people show up dressed in their best 80s garb but you'll be happy to know that <laughs> in the 2013 the groundlings la improv theater mm -hmm. uh, did a teen witch the musical i don't know if it's oh. improvised or if they did it but they they put it on and there was talk of a broadway revival there was right even actually exists a broadway album that uh, larry and Tom Weir, who did the music. Oh, it got pulled, that far. Yeah, they pulled together a Broadway cast and recorded it, but it never made it to uh, to Broadway. The shows, yeah. And Man, I bet the Groundlings did it right. <laughs> the um, <laughs> Madame Serena's house, the the creepy old house that she goes to, she actually goes there several times. Um, <laughs> and my favorite, by the way, was when Madame Serena has now got the power and she can have anything she wants as well. And she turns right. the house into like this super modern art deco 80s <laughs> house. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that same house is the house that was used in Thriller. Thriller, Thriller night. It's the house where Michael Jackson turns into a werewolf. No way. Uh, another interesting story of about this a little bit of trivia at Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds wedding Robin recreated the last scene and she <laughs> dressed in the final hour the the dress that she was wearing to prom the final hour she did that dance and she threw the necklace to Blake as Aww. part of the thing I think she also yes so uh, apparently her siblings were big fans of the movie so yeah because there's kind of a, a gap because she's older I mean because they're half siblings so there's yeah. a, there's a space there that's amazing all right. What a specific experience <laughs> to be able to have. Like right. She and has the, the Teen Witch amulet now. <laughs> I just got to imagine, you know, 90% of the wedding guests going, what's happening right now? Yeah, what is what, this? This seems like an inside joke to the family. <laughs> <laughs> like I get it. Oh, if, you know, if you had done the dirty dancing, the lift, like that dance at the end, everybody gets right, what that is. But this right. is <laughs> very specific. Uh, you know, there's bad movies and then there's movies that are bad in a good way. This one was definitely bad in a good way. And compared to, in my mind, Gremlins 2, they really didn't care about the movie. They didn't take it seriously, but they did a good job with it. These guys took it very seriously, but did not do a good job with it. <laughs> did not. Yeah, no. Yeah. You don't have to look farther than top that to uh, to see an example of exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, but both movies, I think, are were a fun ride. I'm glad now that I have some knowledge of this film. But thank you. Yeah, thank you. I I enjoyed watching Gremlins on Saturday night. <laughs> oh, we got to give this one a rating. Too, excuse me. Oh yeah. Um. Oh man. Let's see. This Teen one? Witch. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm gonna give this one. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm I'm gonna have to go a little bit lower. It, it is definitely fun and campy. If this was the campiest movies of all time, it would. Be way up there. I'm gonna give this four packs of Pop Rocks, but like you go to sell your car and when you're cleaning it out, you find like some packets of Pop Rocks that are stuck like back behind the seat that you didn't know were mm -hmm. in there. And yeah. So it's uh, it's four packs of Pop Rocks. Yeah. But they're still fizzy. They are still very fizzy. Yeah. You can't. It's undeniably a Pop Rock. Okay. That's <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um. 
Me, I would give it the the candy rating of cotton candy from a fair, like fresh cotton candy uh-huh, uh-huh. that has gotten wet. Oh, so it's like like again, undeniably a pop rock, like the unmistakable flavor of cotton candy, which is you smell it and there's nostalgia. And for me, I love cotton candy. I love all the disgusting candies. Um, but it's just wet because a man made the pot cotton candy. <laughs> It's it's wet because a man made it. <laughs> that, that came out wrong, but you know what I mean. I think if a woman and like a woman of color could make Teen Witch now, it would be an unstoppable juggernaut. Teen Witch reboot. I got it. Uh, yeah. Yes. Get, get Shonda Rhimes on it. Oh my gosh. I'm writing it down. I'm writing down that, the ideas. Teen Witch reboot. All right. It's one of those things where I'm like, I don't know if it's like, I don't, I haven't seen it in so long. I need to rewatch it before. I'm like, would showing it be bad? <laughs> because it is so problematic and <laughs> emblematic of a time. Well, I, I I recently watched it and I would say it's probably fine, but I am a middle-aged white guy, so I'm probably not the <laughs> one to that should be rewatching things and telling you whether they're fine or not. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. That's fine. It yeah, was sure. fine then. It's fine now. Yeah, he took her to an abandoned <laughs> house. Yeah, that's fine. He and 16 of his friends followed her in a car <laughs> down an alley. What? <laughs> all right well hey i just got one thing to say to everybody else that's doing halloween podcasts try to top that oh you can try until you're blue <laughs> but you'll never top that that's our button perfect <laughs> that was it the whole time is the top that lyrics <laughs> <laughs> CityPodcastNetwork.com.